Get ready to rumble. Shilling Show Unleashed on the Seven Thunders Media Network. Former city councilor, husband, father, and community watchdog. Your host, Rob Schilling. Welcome to the Schilling Show Unleashed podcast. Remember, your direct support makes our show possible, and you can directly support this podcast by visiting shillingshow.com and then clicking on the Patreon banner at the top of the page to make a monthly contribution. We appreciate your support. The Schilling Show Unleashed podcast welcomes Terry James, a Bible prophecy watcher, author and general editor of the new book, Trajectory, Tracking the Approaching Tribulation Storm. And Terry, welcome back to the Shilling Show Unleashed podcast. Well, thank you so much. Glad to be with you. Let's start off by talking about the coming Great Tribulation. A lot of people in the culture may have heard this word, but they don't really understand what it means. So let's start there. Before Christ's second advent or his second coming, called Daniel's 70th week, it's the, uh, it's the very last seven years uh, in which there will be a uh, term uh, indicates tribulation will be the worst time Jesus said in human history it's ever been since there was uh, since the beginning or ever would be again. So it's a terrible time and God will when God will judge sinful world for its rebellion. That's basically what the tribulation is. We're going to be talking about some of the signs uh, that are pointing to the great tribulation, but let's first talk about why God gave us signs. God gave us signs. You know, he gave uh, the Judaizers, he gave, he gave the nation of Israel signs. There were signs all around them whenever he came in his first advent to be born and to become their Messiah. And yet they rejected this. He called them hypocrites because they could not see the signs of the times. Uh, in other words, they couldn't see that the Messiah was among them. This is partly because they, of course, uh, didn't want any power or kind of conflicting with theirs. And so they rejected him, and the people didn't get the information they needed because these uh, Judaizers uh, refused to uh, give these signs. So that's why signs are so important. God has given signals of uh, this, these last days, the days just before the rapture of the church, Christ's second advent, the tribute before the tribulation, and all this. So it's so important to have uh, signs and signals, and there are a number of them. Of course, that's what we deal with when you write these books and so forth. Before we go into the specifics of the signs, I have noticed, and I'm sure you have as well, that many, many, if not a vast majority of so-called Christian churches today are not taking heed of any of these signs. And I'm wondering if you have noticed the same thing, and if so, why you think that is. Yes, I have noticed that. As a matter of fact, I've been critical of it, as has many people who write from our view, the pre-tribulation view of, uh, of eschatology or, or uh, prophecy. Pastors in the pews do not want to touch this because, number one, I think a lot of them are just lazy. Bible prophecy requires some study. It requires a getting uh, in prayer with the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. And uh, and there's so many, so much prophecy. Twenty-seven percent, at least, of God's Word is Bible prophecy, according to my friend Chuck, late, the late Chuck Mister. Fourteen percent of that twenty-seven percent is yet to be fulfilled. The other pastors have shirked their duties, and the people in the pews, just like the Judaizers, have failed to warn the people of the Messiah's coming. Well, a lot of the pastors in the pews are failing to tell people where we are on God's prophetic timeline. It's very dangerous. You know, to my view, it's, um, it's a great failing on the part of uh, 
uh, the, the churches today. Many people have referred to Israel as God's prophetic timepiece, and so let's talk about the importance of Israel in prophecy, both past and present. Well, of course, Israel is is the timepiece. Uh, this is uh, they were a nation that was, um, you know, God said to my chosen nation, my chosen people, the Jews, and of course, Israel, the chosen nation. And by that, God means that that He just used Israel. And he said he didn't choose them because they were the most holy people, the greatest people. He chose them because they were among the most obstinate. Of course, they, he loves them. They, his promises will never, never fail them. And uh, Israel, of course, often fell into idolic uh, worship of idols and other things. And so uh, God judged them throughout the years. And so there's coming a time. They were, then they came where well, they were scattered in 70 A.D., the temple was destroyed just as Jesus said it would. They were scattered or dysphoric throughout the whole world. And uh, they've been there until 1948. And God also prophesied, predicted in his word, that they would be born again in a, as a nation in a single day. And they were born uh, May 14, 1948, in a, in a single day, reborn. And, and the United States was at the center of that with Harry Truman uh, backing them up and uh, and uh, giving them status in the U.N. And, and these sort of things. And so Israel is back in the land, just as God says, and this is Jesus' number one sign. This is the first really true fulfillment of the prophecy of the very end, is the fact that the, everything else we see, I believe, is stage setting for fulfillment of Bible prophecy. But there's one thing, Israel being back in the land as a nation with their own language again, something that's never happened, a nation being completely torn apart, and then put them back together with their own language. It's never happened before in history of a major nation. That's one reason we know God's prophecy is true, and that's another reason we know that, that Israel is the number one sign. What are the signs for the future of Israel? What are the things that we should be looking for? Well, they're being right now we can see a development, like I said, stage setting for, uh, for fulfillment Bible prophecy, and that is the covenant of peace that the, Israel is going to be forced to make. Antichrist, the princess shall come, Daniel chapter 29, verse 29 said, the princess shall come, shall sign a covenant with the many, meaning Israel and the many nations around it, a covenant of peace. He will guarantee the peace. And this is what sets in motion that seven years, that tribulation era, because they will trust the Antichrist, but they will not trust God to do that. So we see everything flowing toward the fulfillment of this one prophecy, and that is when uh, Israel uh, falls uh, for the false peace effort, and they, they sign a covenant with the Antichrist, the one who will be Antichrist, the great world leader at that time. And Joel chapter uh, 3, verse 2 says it's, uh, this will be the reason God brings uh, the whole world to Armageddon, the uh, battle of Jehoshaphat, because uh, Israel has uh, rejected Christ. Jesus said, you know, you rejected me, but another will come in my name, and you will accept him. He will come claiming to be God, to be the Christ. Uh, him you will accept. And so this is what sets in motion God's wrath and judgment on a rebellious world. There is also, the Bible tells us in Ezekiel, a time coming in perhaps very soon that uh, Russia and Muslim allies will be going against Israel. Would you tell us about that battle? Ezekiel 38 and 39 is the Gog-Magog battle uh, that Ezekiel the prophet tells us about. He says that there will be uh, three basic nations that will be at the center of this, and called Rosh is one of them in the... In the uh, in an ancient language, Rosh and uh, Persia and Togarma will be the three main ones. And there will be many, uh, Libya and Put, Kush and all these others 
will also be there, but they'll be a minor players. They will be simply, I believe, the Muslim nations will join this basic nations, three nations. They will gather at the north of Israel. God says He will put, uh, he, he will, He will let an evil thought come into their mind. And he doesn't tempt people, but He will allow it to come in. He'll put hooks in their jaws with that thought, evil thought they have, and will bring them down over the mountains of Israel to take great spoil. Now, I believe I know what that spoil is, probably, but that's what's going to happen. Okay, now we look at those nations. Do we see this development today? That's how another way we know how close we are. Three signs are so important. Yes, we do. Rosh is the is the center of. Uh, of, of Russia, ancient Russia, and the Persia, of course, uh, that's that's uh, the center of that now. Is is the nation of Iran? It covered a lot more than just that, but Russia, Iran, then you have Targarma, which very uh, basically covers the area of present-day Turkey, plus some of the eastern uh, Germany, some other places. These three nations have already formed a coalition up there. Turkey is still kind of on the outside a little bit, but they're getting closer and closer to both. Uh, Russia and to Iran, and uh, we see these in the news daily. They have formed a coalition above uh, the nation of Israel, directly north. We see that prophecy developing for the Gog Magog attack. They will come down to uh, destroy Israel, but they will themselves be destroyed uh, as they come down into that land. God Himself will do it. Uh, only one sixth of that entire force will be left alive. So that's basically a Gog-Magog attack, and uh, we see the preparation for it now. From Israel, I'd like to go to the United States. In the book, and so much is talked about America being blessed from its foundation and being a blessing to the world, and now desecrating the world. What has been the trajectory that you've witnessed, and why has this happened? Just like it says about about Mystery Babylon, chapter 18 of Revelation says, you know, it has been in the golden hand, it has been a golden cup in my hand, God said. But, of course, it becomes the most wicked, evil system in the world. And that is the whole economic system and geopolitical system in the world, I believe, is, is Babylon, not just the United States. The United States is at the center of it because it is the most materially blessed nation of all of history, you know, with, with goods and just tremendous. Uh, everybody else, look, no matter how poor our people here, they look like kings compared to the rest of the world in their living. The United States... Um, is the apex nation of the world, but we've also become the most evil. We have been not only able and have uh, dispensed with the gospel, a message across the entire world, but we have also done the most hideous things with our ability to broadcast and to disseminate with pornography and all these other things. We have murdered over 60 million babies in their wombs, which is just like the same as the ancient pagans did and God judged and Israel did. Burn babies alive in the arms of Moloch. We see that with abortion. Uh, that's on putting their children, uh, our children, upon the altar of convenience uh, for for sexual uh, gratification, and it's, a, it's simply a prophylactics after the fact. And so, abortion is, is I believe, idolatrous worship and famous offering our children to uh, to the god Moloch. And so, the United States has been a great nation, but it's also been a uh, most been the most wicked nation, and it's going to be right at the center of this this Revelation chapter 18 judgment. You mentioned abortion, Terry. Also, we have an attack on children, uh, born children, through the sexualization and transgenderism movements. This is so disturbing; it would never have been tolerated in even a generation ago in America, and yet now it is being embraced. 
God must look with great derision on this. Yes, and you know, before that, though, think think of these these millions upon millions of babies uh, that are killed. Yes, and then you add to that you add to that this wickedness that children who are alive and who and and even even the the school systems, even the parents and teachers who go along with this kind of thing. Some of them, not, not, we're having some backlash in that area in America. But it's just the most wicked thing to imagine. This is why we know another reason why we are where we are on God's prophetic timeline. And talking about signs, Jesus said in Luke 17, verses 26 through 30, that it'd be just like it was in the days of Noah. It'd be just like it was in the days of Lot. Well, what was the days of Lot like? He says it'd be business as usual the moment he will again intervene. And that very day when he intervenes, judgment will fall. Well, what, what was it like? Well, during the day, you know, Lot even sat in the gate of the city, and he was one of the governing uh, leaders of the city. He'd been chosen the leader of the city. He was the only one to find, be found righteous, he and some of his family, in, in, in all of Sodom. And he, he was set in the gate, and he conducted business. He was a judge in the city. And yet, uh, at night, business was as usual. Like buying, selling, marrying, giving in marriage. They were building, planting, all this stuff. But at night, it became the most wicked place, and we know the, how the homosexuals gathered about when the angels came into uh, Sodom, and Lot had to bring them in, and, and of course, they had to blind all these homosexuals and take Lot out of the city. And when as soon as Lot was out of the city to the, to the place of Zor, well, God destroyed the whole place. They're just now finding over there, I've seen on some documentaries, little charge a burned charge of uh, pottery and other things and uh, evidence of that destruction. We are at that time like it was in the days of Lot. And Jesus said at that time, when it gets like that, it'll be just like that when he intervenes. That means the rapture. It doesn't mean the um, the tribulation, at the end of the tribulation. It means the rapture because people will be buying, selling. Uh, they'll be building, planting, marrying, doing all the things of normal life. That cannot be at the end of the tribulation because if it was, uh, there only there'll only be a scant few people left on the whole planet at that time. The judgment would have been so great. They couldn't have been talking about that. He was talking about the rapture. He's about to intervene again. The Shilling Show Unleashed podcast continues with Terry James in just a moment. Online at shillingshow.com. Borderhawk.news is a one-stop shop with the latest news about immigration, nationalism, and globalism. The Borderhawk staff daily curates immigration news stories and in the fashion of the Drudge Report, updates the site with cutting-edge content and original first-class commentary. Borderhawk.news highlights national and international media reports, tweets and nuggets buried in local news blurbs, polls, video clips, and policy research. Borderhawk is pro-legal immigration, pro-rule of law, but against an unsecure border as countless Americans have suffered violence at the hands of criminal illegal aliens. And an increasing number of Americans are concerned about how mass migration affects their daily life. Borderhawk.news will remain on the forefront of the immigration issue with a buffet of info to read, evaluate, and share. Bookmark Borderhawk.news. Add them on social media at News on Twitter. Looking out for us, Rob Schaub. The book is Trajectory, Tracking the Approaching Tribulation Storm. General Editor Terry James joins us here on the Shilling Show Unleashed podcast. I'd like to go to technology, and many people would say, if they were not knowledgeable, what does the Bible have to do with technology, and how could that possibly be a topic? But there is a necessity for technology in several end times events. Would you talk about them? 
Well, uh, Daniel said, you know, and um, shut up the book. He was told by the angel to shut up the book. He wanted to know what was going to happen to his people, Israel, and, and all of this stuff. He'd seen when he was just wide-eyed, and he was just astounded that they were getting, he was getting all this prophetic input. And so the, the angel said, shut up the book, close it up. Of all these things that are going to happen, because you've got to go, you've got to rest with your people till the end of days. Then the book will be open. Well, let me tell you, I believe the book has been open. And it says people will run to and fro. Knowledge will be greatly increased. Now, this is knowledge both of, I believe, not only of um, general knowledge, like you know, it's doubling every every other day or something. Now the computers are working so fast, and uh, and all of this. Not only that, but, you know, the knowledge that we people who really study God's Word are getting, the knowledge of, of what's going on, we're seeing the signs. So I believe we're right at the day when the book has been open of prophecy and telling what's going to happen in the future now. And we're looking at that, people running to and fro, and uh, knowledge increased. That includes things like we see, like this artificial intelligence, AI it's called, and we see all of this, these things developing. Another thing that we know is, is, a, is a prophetic sign is that uh, we're told uh, that uh, that the two witnesses, when they in Revelation, the two witnesses come on the scene, well, they are killed at the very end after they've done their ministry. At the end of their ministry, they're killed. They lie. They put them in the streets, and they even celebrate their deaths because they they really uh, preached against all the sin going on, and they leave them in the streets so people can observe their, their dead bodies. All over the world, the Bible says, we knew that could never happen and back in biblical times or even earlier, you know, before the invention of the satellite. But now we see that they can see uh, those people lying in the streets at that time when it happens. And, well, watch them as they come back to life and are ascended into heaven. So the technology has to be there, and we see it is. There's other things going on involving technology that certainly must displease God. One of them is the transhumanism movement where they're trying to meld humanity with machines and you mentioned artificial intelligence. I don't see how God would tolerate the destruction of his own creation through transhumanism. Well, of course he won't, and that's why the judgment and the wrath is coming. Uh, they've just about reached the point they can do some of these things. And this, of course, is Satan's hatred for humanity. Everything that God does, Satan wants to call God a liar and says he doesn't know what he's talking about. He told Eve, you know, you shall not surely die if you eat of that fruit. Well, of course, everybody died before a thousand years, just as God said he would. From that day that he says is symbolic, uh, they died before a thousand years, just like he said they would. And the same thing with this uh, AI and all this other stuff going on. It's just uh, one of those things that Satan is, is totally calling God a liar. You know, you know, you don't have to be, you can be whatever you want. You don't have to be a boy or a girl. You can be anything you want. Uh, you know, you don't have to marry a woman. You don't even have to marry, but you certainly don't have to marry a woman. You can marry another man. You can marry now. It's getting to where you can marry your horse if you want to. Yeah, it's wickedness. It's satanic witnesses core. And, you know, it all comes down to reprobate thinking. That's uh, God said when mankind turns their, his back on God, he gives them, turns them over to a reprobate mind. We see that in Romans 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 28. And then everything that follows verse 28, he tells what all those things that that happens to them, the judgments that come upon them, because you know their their mind, he turns their minds over to reprobate thinking. Well, we look at our government today, the very apex of our government, they don't seem to be able to make any sense at all. Everything they do seems to be totally upside down. All of society seems to be upside down. They corrupted the youth of America by completely inculcating them in the classes of uh, of America. You know, that you have to have different pronouns, all this nonsense. 
upside-down thinking. Well, America's being, and the world being turned over to upside-down thinking. Also under the umbrella of technology, the mark of the beast, which would not have been possible at the time that the Bible was written and those passages were written referencing this, but that is definitely coming, and we can see manifestations or at least previews of this. Well, yeah, there's, there's no question about that. I think, you know, you're probably thinking same along, along the same lines as COVID, this whole COVID yes. thing, I think, was in one way to get people to act as lemmings. Uh, people fear these uh, small uh, bacterial things that can kill them and so forth. It's a natural fear. And, and the, so the, the Antichrist system that's developing, the people at the hierarchy of this, they know that. They know that uh, the people are fearful of uh, this sort of thing. So they've got them to take the shots. They've got them to take all these other things, which are now a lot of them proving uh, not only detrimental to health, but fatal in some cases. And that's what we that's what we see happening is, uh, is the preparation, I think. I mean, it's just a mindset that, you know, people are going to be made to be fearful so that they'll have to take this mark and so they will be willing to take the mark. But, of course, it will also be a forced thing at that time once the church is gone and uh, and the Antichrist is in full power. Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 18 says it will all be part of a marks and numbering system of electronic-type currency, electronic-type economics, and uh, it'll all be part of that. And people will be willing to do this because they're fearful. They'll be fearful of starvation and then at that time, and probably have something to do with vaccines, too, I would think. You mentioned starvation, and of course, famine is one component, and we're even hearing predictions today and almost daily, Terry, about the coming food shortages. Yeah, well, you know, that's kind of a, a mindset preparation, I think, for this coming Antichrist system. You know, that's, uh, that is the third rider of, of uh, Revelation chapter 6. You, know, you have the white horse, and you have the red horse of war, and then you have the black horse of famine and hunger and so forth. Satan, Satan is, uh, he doesn't know all the details of what's coming, but he knows enough, and he believes what the Bible says enough that he can prepare for it. I think he's preparing the world. He has a, he's, he's the prince of the power of the air, and this all of media has fallen behind uh, uh, this upside-down thinking is evil. So he's a prince of the power of the air, broadcast and so forth, and distrib- uh, dissemination of information. And I think he's preparing people as a whole to act as lemmings and get ready for this famine that's, that's coming. You know, they're going to, he's going to be able to control through all of that. So, yeah, it's coming, and God's head is coming, and it's going to be horrendous. Many people are looking at what I would term ethnic anarchy and divisions amongst races, is this being talked about also in the Bible? Was this a prediction for the end times? Well, yes, absolutely. It says the seas and the waves roaring. Jesus talked about it in Luke chapter 21. He's not talking about the He said the seas and the waves will be roaring. He said there will be uh, wars and rumors of wars, and then there will be deceivers and uh, apostasy, and then he said there will be uh, the seas and the waves roaring. Uh, will be another one. And uh, these are seeds of humanity. Any, anywhere, no matter how we look, we've seen all these Black Lives Matter, we've seen this, um, Anapod, all that stuff. The nations are in uproar of uh, rebellion and of, uh, you know, turning their minds away from God. And uh, so we see all that happening now. And so, yeah, uh, it's, it's coming. You have an excellent chapter in the book on deception. And I want to talk about the deception of mankind generally, but also the corrupted church, which many are being deceived through false teachings. That's one of the main signs of, uh, of apostasy, I think, in our time. It's going to schedule to get worse and worse. You know, we've seen even in the Southern Baptist Convention, of which I've, I've been a member of the Southern Baptist Church for 
they, they are turning away from the truth of God. They're accepting things like homosexuality. Well, you know, we've got to bring these people in so we can win them over. That's not the position of the local church. Uh, the local church has put out to disseminate the gospel. The gospel, the entire truth of God's word, says that homosexuality is an abomination. Yet these people, for example, embrace it and say, you know, we've got to love the homosexual. Well, we have to love the, the person. We do not have to love his or her lifestyle. And uh, that's, as a matter of fact, it's an abomination. It's, it's what's going to bring Brahm, uh, judgment and wrath because, just like I said, uh, Luke 17, verses 26 through 30, uh, Jesus is likened to the days of Lot, Sodom. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not a pleasant thing, and so the churches have turned their back. Even the Pope, the Catholic Pope, has said that there are many ways to God. Now this is supposed to. Be, he's supposed to be the apex of Christendom, and I don't like that word because Christendom indicates all these false uh, religious systems within Christianity itself. They call the, the world calls him a Christian, and I don't know. I'm not going to judge his, his uh, oneness with God, but. I do know this, he is preaching uh, false doctrine because he says there are many ways to go. Even atheists, he said, will go to heaven. And this is uh, anathema to God. And so we're seeing this all throughout the entire scope of Christianity today. And those of us who really want to look at Bible prophecy and the true view of Bible prophecy are looked at as, as nuts and kooks. Or anybody who says that Jesus is the only way to salvation is, uh, is more and more uh, marginalized. And it's... Um, it's another reason that God's judgment and wrath will be forthcoming. Terry, there's been a lot of debate about the role of the church in the last days, and there are some churches who believe that uh, this is not a battle for this country or for this world that we should focus on, heaven and the kingdom, and there are others who want to be uh, engaged, a hands-on approach in fighting this battle uh, politically and also socially. So what is the role of the church in the last days? Well, the church is to uphold what God's Word says. We, we, I think we're within the political process that God has, has given the Americans privilege to be through the Founding Fathers. He, he, he gave the Founding Fathers direction, and many of them weren't even Christians, as you know. Nonetheless, uh, they followed, I think, God's edicts. The Holy Spirit was very active in creating this, this America. And he gave us a republic. We are, I think, we are to stand up for that republic and the basic uh, Christian fundamentals and Judeo-Christian fundamentals upon which it was founded. And so it's our job to do that. But uh, that is not our primary job. Our primary job is uh, is to bring people into the kingdom of heaven uh, to witness. And to, if we do that, I think everything else will fall in place. If, if Christians will just do what they're directed to do, you know, working through the political process, the legitimate political process, not the phony baloney ones we have today. So legitimate uh, political process, we can do that in government, society, and culture. But our main focus as Christians, as a church, as a collective body, is to put forth the gospel message. Everything else will fall into place if we do that. And But, but the fact is, you know, God has said, God's Word says it's going to, evil men and seducers are going to get worse and worse deceiving and being deceived so we know where it's all headed and before that happens before it gets to that point god will take his people out of this world and let them let the people here have the judgment that uh, that he believes they deserve and and there will even be christians believers come out of that too and, and the nation of israel will be reborn as, as a remnant at that time too terry james if people would like to get a copy of the new book trajectory or more information on the work that you do can you tell us how 
ministries. Uh, Jan Markell's ministry, Olive Tree Ministries, has a uh, has a has a good way a place. Uh, Christ in Prophecy is another one. Uh, they go to Defender Publishing and look it up on the uh, Defender Publishing, uh, and, and they then can buy directly from them. Prophecy Watchers um, that's another one. Uh, so if you can get it on a number of places, just go to Amazon. Amazon will have it. They have 17 writers, and boy, I tell you, there's some powerful, powerful uh, overviews here of what's happening and what will happen and what God's Word has to say about it all. There certainly is. Terry James, thank you so much for joining us today on the Shilling thank Show you. Unleashed podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. God bless. That concludes another edition of the Shilling Show Unleashed podcast. Visit us online at shillingshow.com where you can directly support this podcast by clicking on the Patreon banner at the top of the page and making a monthly donation. Your support is essential for the continuation of the Shilling Show Unleashed podcast. Until next time. Until next time.